Today, we talk the man, the myth, the legend, the talk of the town in Tampa, in Coquift, and then a compare and contrast of Tanner Morgan and Ethan Kayak Manis today on Locked On Golden Gophers. Locked On Golden Gophers, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Golden Gophers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, now talking Gophers with you each and every day of the week. So please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Spotify, Apple Pods, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get it, be sure to give it a follow and leave a five-star review. And while speaking of giving a follow, go over to YouTube and hit subscribe so you are updated on all of the latest and greatest when it comes to this podcast, including the video portion and when we do our interviews. Speaking of interviews, please drop a comment down below in the YouTube channel and let me know what players you would like me to try and have on the show. Whatever sport, as long as it's gophers, drop the player names down below and I will try to have them on sometime, especially during this offseason. So now's the time, folks. Drop a comment down below. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is bringing you more odds, more props, and more lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. But we're going to jump in and we are going to talk about the man, the myth, the legend, the talk of the town in Tampa, none other than sixth round pick from the Golden Gophers, Co Keeft. That's right. Co Keeft is getting all sorts of discussion around Tampa right now for the type of player he is, his background, and all of that jazz. But it's something that is super unique and awesome to see when it comes to a guy that it was drafted in the sixth round getting this much attention and this much respect from not only coaches, the GM, but just like teammates all the way across the board. It seems like even the fans are all on board for Coquift and excited for what he brings to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, GM Jason like Now GM Jason liked compared Keeft to James Devlin of the New England Patriots previously of the New England Patriots, who was a fullback tight end for them. He played for the Patriots for seven seasons. He won three rings, and he also even had a Pro Bowl appearance. It's not a bad comparison when you're coming in as a sixth-round rookie pick, getting compared to a guy who was an eventual Pro Bowl player. But that comparison wasn't that bad, in my opinion. In fact, it's really flattering, but it also is something that could we could potentially look forward to because they play that similar similar role. I do believe Kokeeft is going to be more of a fullback or strictly blocking tight end, which we had talked about on this show prior to, that he would be drafted simply for being the best run blocking tight end in the country. 
He's nitty, he's gritty, and he gets down and dirty. And that is something that even he stressed. In, in an interview, in his press conference, coming to the team, he said, I'll get down and dirty with the worst of them. That's my role, and that's what I love to do. And that's why Tampa brought him in. That's why he was a scheme fit for them. That's why, you know, Brady teams seem to have those type of guys attached to them always. There's always a player like that, and usually a handful. Some that are grinders, like at that fullback tight end position, and some that are on the defensive side of the ball, but they always have guys that will go all out, that are down and dirty, nitty gritty, just keep their head down, keep grinding, and let their play do the talking. And they don't have to be a star. They don't have to be putting up touchdowns. They don't have to be, you know, getting pancakes all the time, which co-keefed was fairly good at here in his time with the Gophers. But they do whatever it takes to help their team win. They don't need to be recognized. They just want to go all out, giving 110, 20, 50% of their effort to contribute to winning and growing their team. And that's exactly who Coquift is as a player. Now, like I said, I believe that he will be playing a similar role to what James Devlin had played in the NFL. And he's obviously more than willing to do whatever it takes to contribute to his team, as he was with the Gophers. He had 12 catches in his entire career with the Gophers, yet he was drafted because of what he brings to the game outside of just statistics. And you can't go wrong with having that type of player on your team. Now, he's been the talk of the town with Tampa lately. And, I mean, overall, here's some of the things that was said about him. His tight end coach said, for t- his tight end coach for Tampa Bay said, it's just his demeanor on the field. In fact, he's just an all-out, 100% motor, always hot, trying to finish blocks, unselfish, doesn't care the role he is in. I'm going to say primarily a blocker, but more than primarily. It's exclusively as a blocker, and he takes a lot of pride in it. Things you love to hear about any player. Knowing that that player will go balls to the wall, making sure that they give everything they got for the team. Now, the GM even said, there are certain programs that we like to draft. Heck, love to draft from. We've said we've had some recent success with players from Iowa, Minnesota, and Washington. Love the coaches there and love the way the program is run. In fact, he even said the way that they established the culture is similar to what they do. That speaks so heavily to not only Coquifed as a player, but why we have three gophers down on the Buccaneers program as it currently speaks, as we currently speak. The Buccaneers are about the grittiness, about the determination, about the hard work, head down, chest out, grind mentality. That's what it's about, folks. That is why Coquifed is going to be successful. He might not be a pro bowler ever. He might not have that James Devlin upside. But what he will do is run through a wall for his team on any given play, and coaches love that. His tight end coach flat out said 
You love to have that from any type of player, knowing you can tell them exactly what you need from them, and they will go out there and do it to the best of their ability. They will give you 100% of the, what they have. They'll give you their entirety of who they are and what they have to give to do it for the team. That's Coquif in a nutshell. That's who Coquif has always been, gritty, determined, and a fighter. And that's why we are all excited here at Locked On Golden Gophers to see what he does with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, protecting none other than the greatest of all time at quarterback in his rookie season. So we'll stay tuned with the Buccaneers. We'll stay tuned with Coquift, Mr. Rat Tail himself. But from that point forward, we wish you nothing but success in your journey in the NFL. Now, coming up next, we are going to talk about the differences between Ethan Kayakmanis and Tanner Morgan. We went back to the spring game. We dove in a little bit further, and there were some really stark differences between the two that I want to touch on coming up next. But first, let me tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. See, Bet Online is where you need to go when you are finding out all of your sports wagering information when you need to know the trends and actions you need to go to bet online you see bet online it's just you can get all of the playoffs numbers for the nba playoffs you know what the boston celtics were the favorites of the eastern conference series lost game one now is the time if you want to place a bet down on the heat you might want to go check those odds before they shift. You can get your odds on the Mavericks-Dallas game. Mavericks-Dallas. Mavericks-Warriors series. You can get your numbers on the NHL playoffs. You can even get the numbers for college sports. Heisman, those numbers are up on Bet Online. The, winning, the winners of the conferences, best odds, those are all on Bet Online. So wherever you go, wherever you need to know, the live trends and actions go to bet online because bet online is where the game starts. Now, tomorrow we are going to talk about the Minnesota women's basketball team. Two new basketball commits most likely joined the team after Coach Whalen had dropped a couple gifts out there. And we're all excited to see what is going on. But it's been 24 hours and we still don't know who is coming to town. I was fully prepared to dive in on that show today, but we still know nothing. We still know who, we have no idea who those are. So hopefully I'm able to bring that up for you tomorrow. That is the plan to have that topic on the show tomorrow. But today we're talking about the differences between Tanner Morgan and Ethan Kayakmanis. Now I went back and I watched the spring game and yes, I know Tanner only played one series. So what am I going to get from that one drive? But taking a look at that, plus what we've seen in season from him, there are some stark differences between the two. Now, luckily, we got a good portion, a good chunk, a good sample size from Ethan Kayakmanis in that spring game, seeing as he played the entire game for the gold team. And it was exciting. What he put on the tape was fairly exciting. Now, there were some mistakes, some young mistakes made. That's obviously going to happen. And when he eventually takes over next season, or barring an injury, fingers crossed we don't have one, but when he takes over, there will be mistakes. 
you have to prepare yourself for that. But let's talk about how they differ as quarterbacks because you know what? They're fairly different when it comes to the quarterbacking. Now, I'm going to touch on what both of them do differently in eight different aspects. In fact, it's really seven because both of them do the same thing on one of the notes I jotted down. But Ethan, number one, felt more comfortable on the run. He was not as panicked. He was keeping his eyes downfield, whereas Tanner feels more anxious to get the ball out of his hands once he is on the run. He feels skittish. It's extremely uncomfortable outside of the pocket, and we felt that in the past. We've seen that before. That's nothing new. He has his moments where it looks more comfortable or he can hit a big play, but when he is forced out of the pocket, it's nerve-wracking. It's nerve-wracking for fans. It's nerve-wracking for him. You can see it when you're watching, and so that's a strong difference between the two. Ethan almost feels more comfortable when moving outside of the pocket and on the run. Now, the next difference is that Tanner, and this is a positive for Tanner in my opinion, Tanner trusts his players to be in the spots and anticipates the system working more than always seeing it open. He sees he sees the route opening up and anticipates and throws the ball as opposed to having to physically see someone open to throw the ball. And at this level, at the Division I FBS college level, you have to do that in a lot of instances in order to hit the chunk plays, in order to make a big play, in order to get the tight windows. Sometimes you got to anticipate and you have to see it open up, whereas Ethan Kayakmanis definitely trusts his eyes more. And it felt like he needed to see the opening rather than anticipating it, which in the spring game, on a handful of occasions, led to Throws being short, throws being behind. We saw that on the first play that Ethan Kayakmanis took where Dalen Wright had Tariq Watson beat off the line of scrimmage. He had him by about a step or two, but Kayakmanis threw the deep ball. It was short on this occasion, and Tariq Watson was able to break the play up because Dalen Wright had to come back to the ball. Another instance was on Zach Evans's one-handed nasty grab. That ball was clearly behind Zach Evans, who was open across the middle for quite a bit, but Ethan had to see it open as opposed to throwing it open. And that's the largest difference, and that's probably one of the largest areas of growth that Ethan needs to develop under Kirk Soraka this season when he isn't forced to play. So hopefully in practices, in fall camp, and working with Tanner, he can start to see the plays open, anticipate the plays and the routes opening up as opposed to having to see it to throw it. Now, number three in the differences is that Ethan Kayakmanis, his arm can deliver from multiple angles. He's got the zip on the ball. He's got the talent to get it out, whereas Tanner's arm is not strong enough, especially when he's having to go across body or when he's on the run and has to deliver. When it comes to running outside of the pocket and then trying to make the play, Tanner tends to either overthrow the ball or he tends to throw it completely off base, not really accurate whatsoever. He really struggles to throw the ball on the run, whereas that seems to be a strength and a like a likability for Ethan Kayakmanis. It seems like he really likes to kind of get on the run and be able to throw from those multiple arm angles, show off his arm talent, show off 
the strength that he has because he knows he can put the ball where it's needed. He has the strength to do so. So it's a big difference between the two. Now, the fourth difference that I saw is that Tanner, and again, this is more of a benefit to Tanner. I've been kind of bouncing back and forth between leading with whoever is benefiting in their play style. Tanner has much more touch and placement on the deep ball. But even on the throws that he does miss or he overthrows it, it still feels like the, the ball is floated over the receiver as opposed to outgunning the player. Whereas Ethan Kaikmanis is quite the opposite. And we saw this on multiple occasions. In fact, most of the deep throws that Ethan Kaikmanis made in the spring game were overshot by quite a bit because he just outgunned it. I mean, he misses due to his arm strength when shooting deep quite often, at least from what we've seen in that spring game. And I think developing that touch and being able to float the ball and guide the receiver into the spot is going to be needed, especially on that deep ball. Now, having the arm strength for the short and the intermediate for the crossbody throws, that's perfect. That's what you love to see from Kayak Manis, but you have to know how to hone that in, rein it back, and put touch on the ball when throwing deep. And that's where Tanner saw a lot of success with Rashad Bateman, with Tyler Johnson, is throwing that touch ball when they created the separation, which happened often with those receivers and I think could happen often with the receivers that we have. Now, Dalen Wright could be more of a jump ball, contested touch kind of guy, so maybe not with him. Maybe it's not as much touch. Maybe it needs more zip so he can go up and win the ball, but when you're talking about your Chris Ottman-Bells, when you're talking about your Michael Stevens-Brown, when you're talking about your Daniel Jacksons, being able to have that touch on the deep ball is much needed, and that's something that Ethan Kayak-Manis is going to need to develop again over this year. Now, jumping into the fifth one, this is the one that kind of both of them do, and both players can really lock on to a specific receiver that they trust when things break down. They throw it to their player that they're most comfortable with or that they trust the most. We've seen this from Tanner throughout his career, a little less of it in 2019, but outside of that, we've seen him force force the ball to a player that he trusts the most because he knows that player can either come down with it or he trusts for them to at least put in the effort to win the ball or break up a turnover. He forces the ball to players when he gets in tough spots. And we saw that from Ethan Kaikmanis in the spring game, actually. He would, when he was under heavy, heavy pressure, he often actually threw it to Dalen Wright, who, of course, was the best receiver on that unit and probably the best receiver on the team. Maybe Chris Ottman Bell's there, but I honestly think Dalen Wright might be the best wide receiver talent we have on the team. And Ethan Kaikmanis went under heavy pressure in that spring game, especially towards the later part of the first half and the second half, would f until Dalen Wright was taken out of the game, he would force the ball that way a lot. And once Dalen Wright was taken out of that game, it seemed like Ethan Kayakmanis was taking more sacks because he didn't have that option to kind of force to if things broke down. So both of them can get a little lock-heavy on certain players, and both of them need to hone back off of that and either – get to the dump, the check down quicker or get rid of the ball at certain times. I think both of them need to at least let a little bit of that go. It's good to have people you trust, but maybe honed in a little too much. 
Now, number six, it feels like Ethan Kaikmanis is pretty calm under pressure. Um, and even when the pressure is building, he remains pretty collected. Now, there were definitely moments where he was showing his young flashes of youth and would just take the sack or, you know, maybe scamper out of the pocket a little early. But overall, he felt pretty calm when pressure started to build up. Whereas we know Tanner gets a little more frantic when pressure is starting to beat up or when pressure is starting to build up. And as the play doesn't develop as planned, he gets a little bit more frantic, a little more skittish, and forces the problem a little bit more. So a little bit of a different style there. Now number seven of eight is that Ethan Kayakmanis has quick, he's quick to use his feet a little bit when it comes to getting outside of the pocket. Sometimes he needs to sit in the pocket a little more and let bit, let things develop seems like he really moves to get outside at the first sign of danger. Whereas Tanner is a bit more disciplined to stay in the pocket and let things develop and then possibly take the shot, which leads into our eighth one of Ethan Kayakmanis, at least in the spring game, looked to dump off and hit his check down quicker than Tanner did. It seems like he would either scramble out and kind of get himself caught on the run or he would check down relatively quick whereas tanner in what we've seen from him typically lets things develop when things are breaking down and he'll either take the shot or he'll throw it out of bounds sometimes he forces the shot which doesn't end up good most times but he'll typically sit in the pocket longer let things develop and like that probably leads and contributes to why he gets skittish when he's on the run because he doesn't like being on the run so he sits and lets it develop more and once things are breaking down, and then finally, he'll usually look to take the shot or throw it out of bounds. So quite the different contrast in the two QBs. It'll be really interesting to see how these two quarterbacks look back-to-back after we see Tanner Morgan this season and when we likely see Ethan Kaikmanis the following season. But regardless, we're going to cheer for our Gophers no matter what, and I do predict success from both of them. I'm excited to see what happens. I think we need to warm back up to Tanner Morgan. I think we're going to get him above 60% in the completion area once again, and it's going to be a good year, folks. So let's stay tuned to that. And coming up next, we have Guess That Gopher. I forgot to do it with you all yesterday. We jumped it into this show today. I've got a good one for you all, but first, we're going to talk about our friends over at Built Bar, the delicious tasting protein bar that we all know and love. And if you haven't tried it yet, now is the time to try out the birthday cake puffs that are absolutely divine. They're sweet. They're still good for you. They have protein packed. They're not that many calories, only about 130. And now is the time for you to try them out. And to do that, you need to head on over to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, that is built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com. Be sure to try it. The Built Bar, the birthday cakes puffs. It's divine. So thank you again for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, your go-to for your daily gophers podcast i'm excited to keep growing this thing with you all and now we're going to close it off with guess that gopher which is a trivia based game in which you a trivia clue based game in which i will give you six clues and you are trying to guess that gopher go figure right go figure but if you've ever heard of the initials game from the 
Power Trip Morning Show on KFAN, a local radio station in Minnesota, then this is fairly, fairly similar game, except for no initials because you already know it's a gopher athlete. So I'm going to give you six clues. Drop your guesses down below. Let us know when you got it right, if you got it right, and let's get this thing started. So clue number one. This gopher played two seasons with the Minnesota Gophers, averaging 16.9 points per game across the two seasons and 12.2 rebounds across the seasons. Clue number two. This gopher had a career game against Iowa and recorded 39 points and 29 rebounds, the most ever rebounds by a player in the Big Ten Conference. Clue number three. This gopher was named the Big Ten Freshman of the Year and went on to the win the Big Ten Player of the Year in year two. Clue number four. This gopher averaged a double-double in the European Championships at age 16. Clue number five. This gopher was drafted with the second overall pick in the WNBA draft. And clue number six. This gopher has played seven seasons in the WNBA and was recently crowned Turkish Super League champion just four days ago. Now, I feel like those last couple clues probably gave it away, but if you haven't got it yet, I will give you five seconds till I give you the answer. And the answer to this Guess That Gopher segment was none other than Amanda Zowie B. She played two seasons with the Gophers. As I said, she was the Big Ten Freshman of the Year and then the Big Ten Player of the Year following. But what about that stat line, folks? 29 rebounds, the most ever recorded by a female player in the Big Ten Conference still to this day. Absolute beast on the boards. She plays with the Los Angeles Sparks now, but unfortunately is suspended for the season due to having a longer hiatus when playing overseas for the Turkish team. Little fluky if you ask me. I think it's absolutely stupid. Can't wait to see Zowie B playing again next season and proud that she is a former Gother athlete. And that's going to do it for us today on the Lockdown Golden Gophers podcast. I thank you so much for tuning in each and every day. Leave your comments down below. Let me know some topics you want to talk about down below as well. I just, I want to thank you again for making this your first listen. This is Kane Rob signing off. Have a good one. Take it easy. I'll see you tomorrow.